Hi, this is John Barnes, and you're listening to Cop On. Hello, everybody. Hello. Welcome. Welcome to Cop On Podcast. It's been a while. It's been a while because I've been sort of, you know, my... I don't know, my, my anger at the Champions League final, nothing to do with the result, but the idiot policing that went around it because I was there and uh, I saw, you know, pretty, you know, some pretty hideous scenes going on. Uh, so my sort of anger um, that was absolutely seething has now sort of, you know, it's I'm still very angry about it, but it's it's sort of uh, I'm, I'm able to talk about it now with something uh, resembling clarity. We might talk about it or I might dedicate a special episode to to what went on in Paris. In fact, I'll probably do that because I'll probably, you know, we'll talk we'll talk about it more in depth later, because for now, uh, I'm very happy to be joined by uh, Brian in Hong Kong and by Nicholas Linder, who's joining us from Sweden for the first time. Welcome to Cop on Podcast. And Nicholas, you are a very special guest because you actually won our Fantasy Premier League. So congratulations for that. But welcome to Cop on Podcast. How are you feeling about the season now that it's been a couple of weeks, um, you know, since the se- season's finished? You know, do you th- are you are you disappointed? Are you happy overall? Um, you know how how the devil are you basically yeah yeah thanks for having me on um, yeah I, I'm starting to feel better and better about the season I think uh, it was a bit disappointing I must admit after the Champions League final and um, everything sad that happened in Paris um, but um, I'm trying to to think of the two cups we won and um, I thought the way we won those two cups was really exciting and uh, and entertaining. So I try to focus on that more and more now. Yeah, yeah, it's a great answer. But uh, you know, when you know, lots of people they they um, associate just winning the cups as like the be all and end all of of a season. But we came so freaking close, Nicholas, to a quadruple. Just a couple of goals, really. I mean, you know, City's winner. And, uh, you know, the, the you know, very lucky uh, win that Real Madrid had. They had two shots on target. Um, and I think we had uh, we had nine. So it's a brilliant performance of Courtois that basically uh, stopped us winning at least a treble. So, I mean, you know, do you think that that it's fair to 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 this team that we only only and I say only, uh, escape the season with with two cups or, uh, you know, I, as you say, you just you just purely looking at the fact that we won those two cups as just brilliant and we should just focus on that and forget you know forget the rest yeah i think you you find yourself happier if you try to focus on the good stuff of course but uh, the team is so good right now so we we really deserved to win at least one of the two big trophies at least Uh, i thought we would win the champions league final but um, it wasn't to be it was a really frustrating night Uh, many missed chances and Courtois was uh, awesome in goal so you have to give him that and um, I think we dropped a few points in the league also that we really didn't have to drop points in those games but um, so it's a it's a bit of a shame but uh, I think most teams other teams in the league would be happy with uh, what we achieved this year so it's uh, really great to be competing until the last game of the season. 
It absolutely is. Yeah, great, great, great answer. Absolutely. We we do have a lot to be happy about, don't we, Brian? I mean, just before we pressed uh, record and got, went live on, on YouTube, thanks to Doug from the dugout for joining us and, and other people. Thank you. Get get your comments in. Um, Brian, um, you just before we press record, you said you're just about over losing the Champions League final. Uh, it, I mean, you know, is that true? You're, you're, you're over it? You're looking forward to, you know, Darwin and the evolution of the species? Yeah, yeah, completely. I'm, I'm, with, I'm with Nicholas. I mean, uh, I think in the greater scheme of things, uh, you the absolute best you can hope for is that your team is competing for everything and competing for everything right to the last game and uh, nobody has the right with nobody's name is on any cup or any title you have to earn it and uh um oh look it's i it's just a phenomenal season full of full of joy and and so many good nights and uh and the whole thing overall it was very disappointing i think a combination of what was happening outside the stadium and and uh and and on the pitch just made for the whole thing just felt like a massive anticlimax and something that I think a lot of people felt that the football became secondary quite quickly, uh, which is a weird situation to be in because of the history of the club and what went on. But, you know, taking everything into account, I was looking very briefly over the results over the course of the season. And I really, I, I had to kind of find bad results. There, was, there, were, there wasn't many of them, right? There, you know, such are the, the standards and the heights that we've achieved. or We're trying to pick the bones on what where it went wrong. And you could make a case that it didn't go wrong. <laughs> we just, uh, you know, a brilliant team pipped us to the post in the in the in the league, and uh, and a and a brilliant individual performance in the sticks, and maybe some some uh, some less than clinical finishing, uh, you know, robbed us of of the cup uh, in the end. But overall, I look back at that this season with with fondness, and uh, and you know, we 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 won the FA Cup. Which is which we hadn't done that for since Kenny, and it was far too long. So I mean, those two cup wins, I remember them very. I remember exactly how we got them. I remember the joy and how happy I was when those those goals went in. At the end, it was awesome. So uh, yeah, no, I think it's uh, onwards and upwards. I, I think you're totally right. I'm 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 there now. I'm I'm looking back, uh, like you guys, on, on on all the happiness of it, of it all. I mean, just I mean, <laughs> I saw two replays on Twitter, or one of uh, Virgil Van Dyke's penalty, um, you know, <laughs> which we can all replay and recall uh, immediately to mind, and just how freaking brilliant that one was. And also Fabinho's Penenka penalty, which I had actually forgotten about, because there were so many wonderful moments from that penalty shootout with Kepper in goal. And then, you know, to, to beat Chelsea in two finals is also particularly nice, isn't it, really? I mean, you know, when we consider how, how much they've tried to rub in our faces all of their uh, Pyrrhic victories, is that what it's called, when you just end up buying all of your success like Manchester City? Um, you know, they, they're you know, we can look back on the journey, really. And even if we lost out on the two two big ones at the end, 
the journey was amazing to get there, to get to so close to a quadruple. So, yeah, I'm there now. I've made peace with the season, especially in the context of Paris with all the, you know, like the faces of the children and the disabled fans and the elderly fans and the all of the fans, you know, that, that sort of burned into my mind as like, you know, the, the sort of traumatic experience that everybody had there. I didn't give it monkeys about the the final the results you know anyone who's like you know i don't know like uh there was like a i've got a 13 year old student who was like you know asked me did you cry because liverpool lost against real madrid and i had to explain to him no i didn't even care like to be honest i really don't care about that result because there are more important things as brian said but brian was also talking about um the points we lost we're going to get into that soon exactly we're gonna we're gonna start reviewing things with a view to looking forward um you know because in order to make progress you have to look at what you've done um not badly but you could have done things you could have done better in the past so we're going to look at that as we go on into this episode we're going to look at you know the points we did lose in the premier league uh, and how can we what, how can we improve on those results going forward? But before that, there is some you know pretty major news going on. The it looks like Darwin Nunes is signing for Liverpool FC. Um, off the bat, Nicholas, uh, on a scale of uh, one to forty three where 43 is absolutely deliriously excited and zero you just you don't care at all it doesn't even make a doesn't change your heartbeat doesn't doesn't change your pulse it's basically as exciting as a letter from the tax man um where are you on this scale of 1 to 43 in terms of excitement nicholas yeah i think about 45 actually uh, 45 uh, yeah <laughs> I think if I would, uh, if I could pick anyone uh, at the moment, I think I would, I would pick uh, Nunez. Actually, I thought he was excellent in both games against us in the Champions League. And uh, when looking at those highlights on YouTube, it's uh, pretty amazing uh, how he can finish uh, both with his head and he looks good on his feet also while still being a pretty big guy. So. Um, and he's, he's always in the right place at the right time inside the box. And uh, I think that's what we need uh, to finish off those great crosses from Trent and Robo. So, yeah, uh, it could be <laughs> pretty exciting next season, I think, if he joins. But absolutely, it's a great answer. And you're right, yeah, this physical pre presence, this the, the way that he heads, he sort of, you know, he heads balls as, as hard as other people volleys them, volley them, don't doesn't he? He's, he's, he looks absolutely lethal in the air. And what I like about him, I'll share my screen for those of you who are watching now. Um, I'll share my screen to get some stats from fbref.com. What I like about him, I mean, he's going to be 23 years old in, in a matter of days. On, on June the 24th, he turns 23. Um, what I like about him, Brian, is if you look at the... He's played 28 matches in the in the Primera Liga this season. Um, 26 goals. Uh, and he played 10 matches in the Champions League and scored six goals. 
his assist count in those 38 major matches was only four. So one thing I like about him, Brian, is he just doesn't give a monkey's about 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 assists or about creating things. He just whacks the ball in the goal as often as possible. And that's absolutely brilliant. I mean, how excited are you on this scale of one to of zero to 43? Oh, I blacked out. I blacked out when I seen that we signed him. I was like, yes, because I, I think I mentioned to you a couple of times. The minute I seen him play against, I was like, yes, that guy. Let's sign that guy. He was the first player that I seen us play against where I thought he's better than everybody that we've got on the pitch right now, particularly in his performance against us. He was so clinical. He finished like peak Salah. Like there wasn't a, an, a there wasn't a shadow of doubt when he just clipped the ball over uh, Allison, and he's so direct. And his physicality, I mean, he looks like what Andy Carroll could look like if he gave a fuck about football <laughs> and laid off the ale. You know, he's just, <laughs> <laughs> he's a specimen, you know, and uh, and I also love the fact that uh, United really genuinely wanted him, you know, the same way they genuinely wanted Fabinho. Uh, and they thought they may, perhaps they might be getting him. So, you know, when the word, I mean, I, I think it's all but done now, right? It's like, It'd be a massive shock it if he doesn't hasn't sign. hasn't been confirmed, but yes, apparently okay. he missed the Uruguay game yesterday to fly to Liverpool to agree terms. So we're expecting an announcement. It's Sunday today. We're expecting an announcement tomorrow on Monday. Uh, but yes, Brilliant. it's all but done. But I, I think he's like the tip of the spear. He's like the, he's, I think he almost could be like the Rosetta Stone of this transformation, this, this uh, Klopp team 3.0 you know uh i feel like we're now really firmly in the next generation of this team and uh there's been a there's quite a few players that we're sleeping on that's already in our team that's already in the setup that will become more prominent over the course of the next couple of seasons and uh he just totally excites me i mean just brilliant and i there's something about him you just know he that's a, he's a star like he he's like Hagland was two years ago you know uh or two and a half years ago we've, we've got him at the right time he looks like an absolute winner and i just think he's gonna he's gonna explode when he gets into this liverpool setup i mean he scored all those goals in the champions league and in the league in that setup can you imagine what he's going to be like when you get him under jurgen klopp and our coaching team because i think a lot of people sleep on the how good our coaching is you know we 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 make stars we make you know think of natinho filipino playing in center back a couple of seasons ago <laughs> suddenly he was the new virgil van dyke <laughs> and a lot of it goes down to um to 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 coaching so yeah no brilliant i mean if we don't sign a single other player i'd be over the moon with him i think we really need to sign that player this season this 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 window yeah, I mean, it's 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 something that we haven't done. It's a new dimension, the physicality that we mentioned. I think it would help in both boxes as well when we defend corners, because you know, as we as we move on and we look into points lost, the the, the West Ham game still still rankles it still irks me uh, but if we had if we had had uh, an extra sort of physical presence at the back dealing with a couple of those corners we could have done a lot better um i'm, I'm equally excited doug is extremely he says he's absolutely uh delighted for about darwin nunez and our last uruguayan wasn't bad either absolutely true doug absolutely true um but uh, there's one that you know the only cause for concern uh, that's been mentioned on other podcasts and, and other things is his past completion because it's in the first percentile 99 percent of attackers 
um, are better than him at sort of keeping the ball. And that's something he will have to improve on. He is raw. Um, but as you say, Brian, with our coaches, we should be able to, you know, make him slowly be patient with him and watch him improve his hold up play. Because, uh, yeah, 54 uh, percent pass completion is, is 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 very, very poor. But uh, he's in the 97th percentile for non penalty goals. Uh, his progressive carries are in the 91st percentile. Uh, his dribbles completed in the 88th percentile. Uh, but as I say, like his other stats are just irrelevant. He He's just someone who bangs them in. And I'm especially looking forward to how he links up with Mo Salah because we have not played with a nine, a proper nine, a sort of physical, you know, attacking nine for many years. And the last time Mo Salah played with one was with Dzeko at Roma. And if you look back, like I did today, to YouTube and you look at Mo Salah and, and Dzeko's link up in that season before Mo Salah joined us, it was absolutely telepathic. It was absolutely beautiful how Mo was laying it on a plate for Edin Dzeko time and time again. So if he does that with Darwin, man, we're going to be dangerous. We're going to be dangerous. Um, you know, um, it does look though as well it seems as though if Bayern Munich can you know pull a decent uh, uh you know an offer an uninsulting offer out of their butts uh Nicholas that Sadio Mane is going to be going and um I think we're going to miss him a lot um I think there's no other way um there's no there's no way around it even with Darwin Nunes coming in I mean it, it's it's huge boots to fill because Sadio Mane has just been marvelously good. I mean, he's got what is it, twenty goals a season in all but one season for us or something? You know, from the wing generally. Uh, Sadio Mane. I mean, how do you feel about that? I mean, I've I've I'm sort of I don't know. I've got this sort of forlornness uh, in my soul. Uh, the idea of imagining Sadio turning out for Bayern Munich next season. How are you feeling about that one, Nicholas? Yeah, it's really sad since um, he was the first star of the Klopp era, almost, I think. Um, remember him scoring that first goal against, against Arsenal. And um, I really liked him already when he was playing in uh, Southampton. So uh, I was excited when he signed him. And I think he's great. And he's not just great off offensively, but he's also really good defensively, I think. Uh, especially this season, he's done a lot of hard work. Uh, to keep us solid in the back. So um, I think maybe that's something that Nunez may have to improve on uh, when he gets here. So, But um, yeah, so it's sad to see money go, but uh, it's also maybe not good, maybe good to, to switch uh, players at the right moment before they uh, start losing pace and so on. So maybe we should be happy for the, for the years we had with money. He's been there quite a long time now. So. That's very true. He's given us our, our he's given us um, his best years, hasn't he? Absolutely. It's a very good point. Um, in terms of what you're saying about defensively, though, um, if you have a look at the, the defensive stats for pressures, tackles, interceptions, blocks, clearances and aerials one, um, you might be surprised uh, that uh, Sadio Mane is actually a lot worse than Darwin Nunes. We've got these these stats here that I'm highlighting in yellow for those who are watching. That's pressing. Sadio Mane is in the 31st percentile. Tackles 34th. 
interceptions, only the eighth percentile, blocks, 51st percentile, clearances, 29th, and aerials won 70th percentile. So Sadio Mane only scores above the 50th percentile on blocks and aerials won in terms of defensively, whereas Darwin Nunes is on uh, with exactly the same metrics. He's in the 53rd percentile for pressing, 76th percentile for tackles, 81st for interceptions, 47th for blocks, clearances he's in the 75th percentile, and aerials won 63rd percentile. So in pressing, tackling, intercepting, blocking, clearing, and winning headers, he's ahead of Manny in pretty much all of them, which surprises me, Nicholas. Does that surprise you? Do you, Are you now more comfortable with Darwin Nunes's defensive prowess? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, obviously, I haven't looked at Nunes play that much uh, as much as I've watched Manny. And uh, yeah, maybe Mane does some more spectacular defensive work that you notice more than the good old-fashioned hard work. So, yeah, it looks good. Then I'm not worried anymore about uh, the defense. So. Oh, excellent. Great. Very good. I'm so glad we can we can allay some fears here on Cop yeah. Podcast. Excellent stuff. Well, thank you, Nicholas. It's a good answer, though. It's a very good point. Because Manny, I mean, it's not as if he shirks his responsibilities either. Um, Nunes reminds me of Rush. Uh, and I know that that's ridiculously uh, optimistic, but he just scores tons of goals with his right foot, his left foot, and his header, and he and he really runs uh, when he's when he's in defending as well. He chases and harries like a maniac with an axe. Um, Brian, uh, yes, uh, well, Mane, yes, bye bye Mane. Uh, Mane's been, I mean, beautiful. But I, I, I really like what Nicholas was saying. He, Nicholas was saying we, he's given us his best years. I mean, we, we can just look at all the memories. There are so many memories. Uh, what immediately flood to mind when you think about the brilliance of Sadio Mane? No, oh, he's he's dead to me now. He's a he's a bar of Munich. Okay, we should just move on. I'm not sentimental. No. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, I I feel like he was the one player that wanted to win the league the most the the year that we won the league. Um, for for whatever reason, I felt like every time he crossed over the line, he just gave it everything, and he kind of fought tooth and nail that season he just you just i had a, i just got this feeling he just wanted it so much and some games he wanted it more than uh like when when we were having um an off day he he didn't have an off day he kind of almost dragged the team back into form so in some games uh, just by his sheer tenacity and his desire to to lift that title and um uh, look, he's a brilliant player. I think there's always every player has his time, you know. And sadly, we might be seeing, uh, you know, a time of one or two players might be moving on over the next few years, and uh, it's just normal. I mean, I think just hopefully it'll all be done with, uh, you know, good grace and uh, in a in a friendly manner. The worst thing would be to see some silliness you know reports saying this or reports saying that that's the one thing that i mean i was really sad to see um genie go i think that was a mistake letting him go um but uh, i was doubly sad to hear afterwards all the kind of you know he said she said nonsense that went on that just didn't need to happen you know um and so i hope that 
uh, I mean, Jeannie goes with, uh, with my absolute blessing and 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 thanks and fond memories. And I wish him all the best in Bayern if that's where he ends up. I heard that they upped their offer by um, a year subscription of National Geographic. So I don't know if that might. <laughs> yeah, the they chucked in the uh, Netflix upgrades. You can watch on two screens at the same time as well. Yeah. Yes. Very tempting. Yes. Yes, yes, and if he wins the Nobel Prize for uh, peace, I think they they're gonna up up by another hundred grand. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I I thought the only the only bad thing about the whole situation was I did not like. I mean, I think he's not the brightest light on the Christmas tree sometimes, or his agent isn't anyway when he's in his communications because I did not like the whole. Oh, exciting news after the, but I'll tell you after the Champions League uh, line that he threw out there because I think most Liverpool fans read that as, oh, he's staying. That means he's staying. He wouldn't, he wouldn't say that if he was leaving because it's not going to be exciting news for Liverpool fans that he's off, right? Because most, every, nearly all Liverpool fans want him to stay. But I think a lot of Liverpool fans are, are understandable. Like he's been with us seven years. Maybe he wants a new challenge. No problem. By all means, go. But don't say exciting, really exciting news. <laughs> and also, I took a poll on Twitter in, you know, back in my home country. <laughs> and the results are in. They want me to play for Barcelona. So I'm off to Barcelona, you know. So he's, well, he's, muddying, he's muddying the waters a little bit with, uh, with this stuff, I think. I anyway. don't know, Brian. I don't know. I See, in his defence, I would say that he's, he's often, uh, you know, I think he's a little bit misunderstood. That... I don't know when he was saying don't 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 talk about it now I'll tell you after the Champions League final for me that was just him trying to deflect all talk away from what was happening after the big match to be honest Oh no fair know? enough I think... but I think he was, I think he said exciting news there was the words oh, he said exciting news Oh really so, I, I I didn't yeah. see that I didn't see that personally but uh, okay Maybe I just not. saw I, I just saw him say that uh you know, we'll just speak about it after the Champions League final. But uh, there you go. And uh, also that that press press conference where he he said he would do what the Senegalese people want. Uh, then uh, yeah, I don't know. Like that was in that was in. It was partly in French and partly in um, and a language that I don't know. I'm, I'm embarrassed to say, like, uh, I don't even know what language it's called. It might be Wolof, maybe, in, in, in Senegalese, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure. One of the Senegalese languages. And it was mixing, and it was mostly um, not in a language that I understand, because I, I speak French, uh, uh, but I didn't understand what the language he was speaking. So he, um, yeah, so, I mean, you know, a translation of, uh, no, that sure. language, things are probably lost in terms of no. uh, like he could just be joking, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, a, sure, having, I mean, having a giraffe. We'll miss him, we'll miss him. He's a brilliant player, and he's a player who's available as well. Like, Gino yes, was. good point. So, um, but you know, every player has his time, and uh, mm -hmm. I wish him all the best if that if, if he is off. Um, you know, the king is dead. Long live the king. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Would you would you take anyone, Nicholas, from Bayern Munich in 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 return? I mean, you know, there were there were rumours of uh, Lewandowski going to Barcelona, so presumably Mane might play as a nine for them. I don't know. I don't know where, where they're going to play, but they've got they've got stacks of attacking talent. Would you take any of them? Uh, you know, in return for Mane, Nicholas. That's a good question. I don't remember his name right now. Um, the quick uh, fella on the in the midfield, uh, a winger. Coleman uh, uh, or Gnabry or Gnabry? Yeah, Gnabry was the one I was thinking about. Mm. Um, 
Very interesting. He looks player. pretty good, but yeah. He I would, that, he's my but, uh, answer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He looked uh, really dangerous, but uh, I think when we played Bayern, we, we took him out of the game pretty well. So I don't know if he is a bit patchy in his form or whatever, but uh, when he's good, he's uh, really excellent. So. Well, yeah, totally. I've got... Sorry, continue, yeah? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Oh, okay. So I was just uh, bringing up his his stats uh, in in front of in front of you for the people watching now. But he's uh, like phenomenally good in all of the uh, attacking uh, uh, elements of the game. He 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 had fourteen goals and five assists uh, in the Bundesliga from from two thousand one hundred and eighty five minutes, which is extraordinary. Um, uh, Champions League, he had three goals and an assist from three hundred and eighty nine minutes, which is also terrific it's basically a goal or an assist in every single match basically um and his non-penalty goals are really good against other wingers he's he's uh, everything's good everything's above the 90th percentile in non-penalty goals uh non-penalty expected goals uh expected assists non-penalty expected goals plus expected assists uh passes attempted progressive passes progressive carries dribbles completed touches in the attacking penalty area and progressive passes received so meaning he gets into dangerous areas and also defensively he's also very good as well so yes yeah, Serge Gnabry is an like a, a natural choice a natural successor for Sadio Mane, uh, so that would be very, very exciting. Uh, Brian, do you think we would need one? Let's say, for example, we get Darwin Nunes in and Mane leaves, so we get, um, so we've got up front, we've got Diaz, Jota, Nunes, Salah, uh, Taki Minamino for the moment, uh, because he hasn't gone to Leeds yet, if, if he is indeed going there. But uh, Divock's gone, Sadio's gone. Uh, are those five attackers enough, or would you like to see us bring in one more? Um, I think we have enough up front uh, with what we got. I mean, I think the the players, the big name players that we signed, we signed them to be big name players. Like, um, so I think Diaz, uh, I think he'll have his coming out season next next year because whilst people were raving about him and, and saying what a signing he was. Uh, he did um, miss a lot of chances, very marginally. I think the difference between him having an amazing season where he's probably the best, um, you know, opening season of any player in the in the league and him, people just, people are lauding about Diaz without him actually scoring an awful lot of goals. Um, so if he adds those goals to his games and, and the misses were just very, very close, then he, you know, he'll be the first name on the team sheet. Um, you know, we've got Jota, we've got Salah, we've got um, the kid that we signed from Fulham. Uh, oh, yeah, Carvalho. I forgot about him. Yeah, Fabio yeah. Carvalho, yeah. The best football name in the world, you know. Literally, he has to, he has to win, he has to win the Ballon d'Or. <laughs> if he doesn't, it's uh, uh, that's that's my prediction. Fabio Calvario will win the Ballon d'Or within five years. Um, no, I'm keeping he looks, okay. he looks amazing, you know. Uh, and then Harvey Elliott, you know, as well. I mean, I know we've seen a lot of him in the middle of the pitch, but we've also seen a lot of him up. Uh, on the right wing as well, so I think we we've got a lot of options there. And if we do sign another player, we're probably going to take minutes away from those really amazing young players that we've got coming through. Because I think these uh, two young players, like Harvey Elliott and Carvalho, are legitimate potential starting eleven players, and they need minutes. Um, and I think one more additional player up front may take those minutes away from them. So. 
Um, I would be happy if we didn't sign another player and be more inclined. I'd be more like the perfect transfer season for me would be to sign Nunes and sign Bellingham or, or, or somebody like that. Actually, I've seen um, you probably know this guy. Um, oh, and there's another guy kicking about uh, who I think might play for Leon or not a French team. There's like three names mentioned and Bellingham is one, obviously. Uh, the other guy has gone to Real Madrid and there's another guy who's a bit of a sleeper who's a lot cheaper um, and his his stats are amazing. Um, do, do you know the guy I'm talking about? He's, he's, a, he's a, def- a DM. A defensive midfielder from Lyon? Not Leon. No, forget about, Forget I even said that. <laughs> so so basically you're giving me a defensive midfielder for yeah. some point. <laughs> And he is he uh his his stats are he's in the top and percentile his stats are good. For okay <laughs> everything he has a pass does, does he, he play in him. France <laughs> yes he does okay he <laughs> so, France, sometimes yeah. you can see him with a with a with a bird on his shoulder and uh <laughs> and one of his legs is what I don't know if that kind of never helps it narrows it down. His name is Jack. 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 Something. Right. Uh, no. 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 I'll, um, anyway, there's there. It'll come to me. But he, um, that particular guy, again, looks amazing, and he looks like uh, like a, like a player that will be um, like the big clubs will be breaking the bank for next season or the season after. Right now, he's like one of those players on the trajectory of like this guy will will end up being brilliant. A bit like Darren Nunes, because if we left Darren Nunes one more season. If it cost an absolute fortune, you think a, you think 100 million is bad. It'll be like 150, 200 next season, right? When he when he continues the bank, a bit like Hagelin, right? He, he, we all watched his price go up and up and up and up, and everybody said, "Sign that guy, sign him," and uh, we didn't. And you know, I mean, so no. But to answer your question, I don't think so. I'd, I'd rather see us sign a, a big uh, midfield player, like a player in the midfield who can go straight into the starting eleven. It's a great, it's a great answer. It's a great answer. Um, yeah, I mean, let's look at it. Let's look at it uh, now, Nicholas. Basically, how we can improve, how can Liverpool get better as we move forward? What, what do you think, Nicholas? I mean, what what would you like to, us to to do you know, in terms of transfers? Yeah, I think um, defensive midfielder is the most important at the moment. Uh, okay, we have Fabinho, of course, but uh, we need one more uh, more defensive midfielder. I think uh, as cover. Uh, we have Thiago to to spray the balls offensively, but uh, yeah, someone like uh, Kante or yeah, that type of player would be great. Uh, I don't have any any suggestions right right now, but um, the midfield is starting to get on and getting a bit old, or soon getting old at least. So I think we're well covered offensively and defensively. Otherwise. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Um, what about? I mean, you know, we we look like we're signing this this young kid from Scotland uh, for four million from Aberdeen, Kelvin. I can't remember his name now, but uh, yes, I don't know much about him. But uh, if if he comes in as cover for Trent, yes, we're fine in defence. We seem to be fine in attack. Although, if you give me a sniff at Gnabry, uh, then I'm uh, I'm snorting him right up. Because I think he would be uh, he would be fantastic. I uh, remember the name well. now. Go on, Ibrahim Sangari. Is it Sangari? My... Yes. Okay. Yeah. I don't know that much guy. about him apart from his his uh, reputation. But there you go. Yeah, absolutely. He played for PSV, PSV Eindhoven. Yeah, Eindhoven. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So he he's an Ivory Coast international. Um, I think he's uh, yeah he's supposed to be brilliant. He came from Toulouse. Um, uh, PSV signed him last season, I believe, um, in January. 
uh, from Toulouse. And yes, I know his reputation. Look at his stats. His stats Mm -hmm. are off the charts. Off the charts. You know, he's he's really unusual that his price is still reasonably low. But Mm -hmm. if you were buying him based purely on his stats, it would be a lot higher. His, his stats are amazing. Okay. Well, you know. I don't know where, where you're getting these stats. Just uh, do you remember where you've seen them? Which website? Yeah. Brighthazestats.com. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's a bit, it's a bit flaky, okay. <laughs> but um, it's, you know, the, I give you the top line picture. The top line is he's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Okay. He, okay. Heads, he heads the ball really great and uh, he tackles really great. And uh, he's always available. And his progressive carries for a big man is really great. And uh, overall, the summary is just he's really great. Tell me, okay, well, there you go. That's oh, all we need to, to you, know. Back to you, own. That's all right. <laughs> yeah, stick it, stick a hundred million bit in. Very good. Um, no, but it, uh, no, but I totally agree. This kind of character where, where we've got, uh, you know, um, where we've got, uh, yeah, I mean... Someone who's able to cover the ground. Because what I've done, what I've done for today, we've only got 10 minutes left to, to get into it. But um we yeah, Kelvin Ramsey's genie's genie say genie 20. Hello, genie 20 in the chat. He's saying that uh, Kelvin Ramsey, uh, looking forward to, to seeing, or is it Jacob Ramsey? I'm not sure who you're talking about. Uh, who are you talking about, GD20, in the chat? He said he's looking forward to this Ramsey kid. Maybe Jacob Ramsey from Aston Villa. That kind of character who's, who's combative midfielder uh, would be very, very good for us. Because what I've looked at is all of the points that we dropped in the Premier League last season. So we drew eight matches and we lost two matches okay and i've had a quite a deep look it's it's currently 17 pages long my google doc that i've made uh today about all of the things that all of the points that we dropped last season um it's an interesting thing to talk about uh because we i we do see where potentially where we need to improve for next season um i'm not saying for a minute just as a sort of disclaimer i'm not saying for a minute that uh, I'm unhappy with what we did last season because 92 points is absolutely madness. And it, if it weren't for the fact that we were competing, you know, against the United Arab Emirates and all of their oil riches, um, it would be, you know, more than enough to win uh, any league season. Um, you know, going back in history, of course, um, uh, Manchester United only ever managed 92 points once under Ferguson. It would have been there. It equaled their, their their best ever league season, 92 points. So to miss out by a point, obviously, we don't need to change much. That's a disclaimer there. But uh, the draw, the draw, the matches we drew, if I can remember how to speak English, last season were against Chelsea, Brentford, Manchester City, Brighton, Tottenham, Chelsea, City and Tottenham. There you go. Um, those are all of the matches we drew in one, two, three, four, five, six of those eight matches. There was one factor that was consistent with six of those eight draws, and that was Tiago Alcantara missing from midfield. Um, in the two losses we had last season, they were against West Ham and Leicester City. The uh, factor in both of those. Uh, was Thiago Alcantara missing from midfield as well. So we're talking eight out of the ten matches that we dropped points in were without Thiago. Um, Nicholas, that is, I find, because I've only just realised this morning, I find that quite extraordinary. But does that tell you, what does that tell you about the team, that we need 
better cover for when Thiago is injured or that we need to sign, you know, a similar player uh, to him. I mean, if there is anyone like that, like a similar kind of playmaker type uh, midfielder who can come in uh, for and replace Thiago so we won't miss that sort of deep-lying, creative playmaker genius that he he provides. You know, someone like um, Neuhaus, uh, Neuhaus or or someone like that, you know, like a Chabi Alonso style type deep lying playmaker. What, what do you think? What do you think about that? That Tiago is the main factor in, in that, that links all of the times that we drop points. Yeah, I think Tiago is really important for us to dominate the games. Uh, so maybe in that case, it doesn't have to be such a defensive midfielder, but a playmaker, like you say. So um, yeah, those are hard to find. Um, maybe if we go back to Bayern, they have uh, Joshua Kimmich, he's uh, a really good midfielder, maybe he could fill in when Thiago is not there. Maybe he could get the starting spot also, of course. But it was a bit uh, surprising that it was a, such a clear, um, clear uh, line there between Thiago missing and us losing points. Um, I wouldn't expect that. Yeah, but it's um, been really great this season when he's been available. Well, I mean, yeah. Uh, Does that goal against Porto um, come into your daydreams and uh, night dreams? And I won't get too personal what uh, what kind of night dreams. (laughs) But, you know, like, uh, I mean, do do you think about that sort of? I think about it about seven times a day, that goal against Uh, Porto. Yeah. There's been so many great moments this season, so I almost forgot about that. But uh, that was one of the most beautiful goals I've seen. I think uh, the, the yeah the ball just bounced off. Yeah. yeah, never Be- seen anything beautiful. like it either. I think so. <laughs> yeah. Well, absolutely. I mean, beautiful is a great word it, it, to watch Thiago play football. It is beautiful. It is the beautiful game, the way he strokes uh, the ball in, in, in any kind of direction with any kind of spin and madness. Uh, yeah, it's it's beautiful to watch. But when he's not there, do we need a destroyer? Do we also need a destroyer to cover for Fabinho? Because Fabinho was not present when we drew with Brighton uh, on the 30th of October uh, last year. And he was also not there. Well, Thiago, Fabinho and Henderson were missing when we played Tottenham last year. Uh, so I don't know. Who would you go for? Would you go for a deep-lying playmaker or, or a combative number number six, Brian? Where do you stand on this? Um, well, I mean, that's that's really revealing the statistics that you just brought to, brought to light there. I mean, I think, and I'm sure that our an, an analytics team would be aware of that as well. And so that would suggest that we do need to sign a player that has got a bit of versatility that can um, offer something similar to what Thiago gives us when he's playing, because um, uh, that that's pretty stark, actually, what you've just said there. I mean, I, I mean, I think I look to those games that we drop points, and and you could argue that a lot of those games that were very tight. Some of the Chelsea games were very, very tight, uh, and a very you you know a fair result. Um, Spurs, we probably should have won that Spurs game, definitely. I'd say um, the the West Ham game. I'm sorry, we were, I still hope. I think that was we were just robbed of that. That was assault in the box. That, that was such a 
uh, a shit fest of bad refereeing, bad VAR calls. It was just horrendous that uh, the, 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 the way we kind of um, we, were on, we were on the bad end of a bad refereeing performance that day. Our, our goalkeeper had no protection. The first goal was supposedly an own goal. Um, it was it was really bad, but I, oh, I think. Sorry, sorry to stop you, but I've got a picture that I've just put on the screen there, um, where Ogbonna. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's a freeze frame that I took from from the highlights that RMC posted on YouTube. It's a freeze frame of the corner. It's four minutes on the clock or three minutes something on the clock. It's West Ham's opening goal, and you can clearly see in the freeze frame Ogbonna's right arm. Is going backwards over his shoulder, and it's preventing Allison's yeah. right arm for, from, you know, basically getting to the ball. Uh, so it's a clear, clear, clear foul that you could see from the freeze frame. And what you can't see from the freeze frame, but you can see from the video, is that Ogbonna is actually jumping backwards and throwing his right arm back. That wasn't the but, only thing in that game as well. That's the problem. Is they obviously had a clear plan to uh, rough up the goalkeeper. And they were crowding the box. They were, they were, they were knocking in in-swingers. Um, and I think the, I mean, the only thing we could have possibly done different in that game is if Hendo and some of the other lads, lads started running to the referee with their arms outstretched and absolutely gave him dog's abuse um, at every moment because that game felt like we were we were we were robbed of our points there, you know. So I mean, I felt, I remember that was the only game I felt angry. Uh, the entire season i just thought mm. that was just horrendous mm. um but uh, but overall i mean i think going into the new season i think the only way you know we win the title is if we get ahead of city we can't let them get back in <laughs> it's that simple if we get ahead of them in week three we have to stay on ahead of them until the end of the season whatever and as long as we're chasing it's that it's the the margins are that fine um, I mean, also, you remember that, uh, that the, the year that we did win the, the, the league, uh, they had pretty bad injury uh, problems that particular year. And we took full advantage of it. Um, but the years that they didn't have uh, injury problems, they've, they've chalked up plus 90 points every single time. So I think going forward, like going into this new year, that has to be our focus. We have to our first aim has to be get ahead of City. And then it has to be don't let them back in for the whole season. That's that's the kind of st- the ridiculous levels that we have to achieve in order to take the the title back off them. It is, yeah, it is ridiculous. It's a great answer, Brian. Thank you very much. Um, I, unfortunately, I'd love to stay and really get into into all of these drop points. We'll we'll, we'll have to do that at a later point as we move on through the summer. Um, but Nicholas, I'm thinking, I'm just going to give you uh, another key thing. You know that that moving forward into next season. Brian's mentioned uh, the, um, you know, the way that we, we, we didn't deserve to, to, to lose or drop points. And he's absolutely right, Nicholas, because out of the 10 games, the eight draws and the two losses, um, we, uh, we are only behind. We, we only had uh, an inferior XG in four of those. And there was only one of them where we were absolutely um, really behind on XG. And that was against Tottenham when uh, it 2-2 on the 19th of December last year, when 
as I said before, Thiago, Fabinho and Henderson were missing. So in their place, we had, and we had other players missing as well. We had to play Milner, Tyler Morton and Naby Keita in midfield. I mean, they, they barely know each other's names, let alone had ever played together before. So, I mean... Is luck something that you that you wish would be on our side a little bit more next season? Because, you know, like that's something we would we would if we're coming so close to a quadruple, we would we were damned unlucky last season. Is that just me with red tinted glasses? No, I I think you're right there. You you really need some luck also to win a title, especially when you have Man City coming up against you. But uh, yeah, so I think we were unfortunate in quite a lot of games. Um, maybe our finishing could be a bit better sometimes also. Uh, I mean, not that Salah, Mane or Jota were bad, but Jota especially uh, squandered a lot of good chances this year. And uh, yeah, maybe if Salah would have one of his best seasons, he would have scored a few more goals also. So... Um, just in the last just few months, of luck, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, mixture of luck and good finishing. Yeah, well, absolutely, it's a really good point. It's a really good point to end this uh, episode on. Um, I want to thank you very much, Nicholas. Thank you for for uh, being on your first ever Cop On show, uh, and congratulations for winning the Fantasy Premier League as well. Uh, we'll have to talk maybe in the future about how to. You know, maybe we'll do some kind of fantasy Premier League special to see uh, how that how the heck you did that. Uh, so well done, well done. Uh, and uh, Brian, thank you very much as well for for joining us again. Always a pleasure to hear your views. And uh, so thanks very much, guys. I mean, is there anything that you know you want to add? You've got about sixty seconds to add it because I need to I need to go to the toilet and then I've got another podcast in three minutes with blood red. So uh, I don't know um, anything to add. That takes less than 10 seconds i'm all good here okay for fine. having me on yeah absolute pleasure thank I'm you i'm all good here welcome You're to good. the show nicholas <laughs> yeah that's great again. thank yeah, you great thanks a lot thanks a lot then guys and thanks to the viewers thanks to the listeners at home you are all absolutely 100 cherished and adored and uh, we'll see you next time thank you very much you'll never walk alone